0: Welcome to the Terry and Jesse show. Dan Snyder filling in for Jesse again. Dan, you're working awful hard, brother. Mr. Engineer, I can't hear Dan right now. All right, we'll get you back on in a second
1: here, Dan. Okay, I got you here. Now, yeah, okay. you know, you're right, Terry. I, I got the working man blues from all my uh, <laughs> my hard work on uh, Virgin Most Powerful this it's, week. Oh, yeah. And we're
0: glad to have you aboard, brother. Hey, birds of the oh, feather flocking together. Dan, we're going to be talking again about Bishop Joseph Strickland and a model bishop in regards to him being canceled as the Bishop of Tyler. He's out there praying the rosary, doing Eucharistic adoration, encouraging people to uh, not leave the church, but stay for the long haul. There's nowhere else to go. So I appreciate him doing that. Before we get into that, and also some, some parishioners from Tyler Diocese are going to be calling in at 888 eight88 to tell us about how Bishop Strickland has helped him fall deeper in love with Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. But I want to just mention, uh, before we have the Need to Know file, uh, it's amazing. Over on LifeSite News, over 45,000 people have have signed signatures in support of Bishop Strickland. I have to say, I need to still do that. So I'm sure our listeners would like to do that, too. Also, a good news story. Good news is that Pope Francis reaffirms... Catholics cannot be Freemasons, which has always been the case since 1717, especially if you go back to all the figures of Christ. Uh, they don't mix Freemasonry. But, you know, I will say this. I'm sure the Freemasons won't be happy about that, but uh, they have been happy with this pontificate, to be honest with you. I remember them saying that uh, a lot of the Pope Francis's encyclicals uh, fit right in with Freemasonry, and I thought, well, that's not a good sign. Dan, that's my take on that. Also, Bishop Strickland is leading the rosary rallies outside the U.S. Catholic Bishops Conference. Jesse Romero is on the ground there praying with the bishop. I will have Bishop Strickland on our show at 1 o'clock today, that will air next Tuesday, to give us an update on that. And uh, I want to just say before we get to the gospel, we are doing, we're following the good bishop's example here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio this Sunday, the 19th. At 5 o'clock, we have the holy sacrifice of the Mass. We have a rosary before Mass, all for praying for Bishop Strickland and the Holy Father, that he will confirm us in our faith. And I keep saying this, that he would redo redo the decision of, in other words, renege on that and say, look, Strickland, put him back in because he's a loyal son of the Church. And uh, I'm praying for that, but I want to invite anybody in Southern California to come to the Sacred Heart Chapel, it is on our website at VMPR.org. Dan, tease us a little bit about what you're gonna talk about with Saint John Henry Newman about papal infallibility.
1: Tease us. Yeah, it. I think I think gospel. we're in a time where we need to talk. I, I first of all, John Henry Newman is a, a really a saint for our day. He was he was uh um um uh, made saint, uh, uh canonized by this by this pope in two 2000- thousand. What was it? Two thousand twenty. I think so. 2022? Yeah. yeah.
0: Um,
1: no, twenty nineteen. Sorry, twenty nineteen. Good. And and so he really is a bit a bit of a prophet for our own age in terms of of major three major things. One is his his development of our understanding of conscience. Yes. Uh, and 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 the and the supreme the the supremacy of a of a well formed but the primacy of conscience individual conscience of the believer also he is uh uh, his writings on the ideal of a the ideal of a university and truth for the sake of truth itself and then finally now uh his his some of his developed uh, understanding uh, and um i don't want to say criticism but some of his concerns and remarks on the uh the limits of papal infallibility which he lived during this time period yes um those those to me, those are three big areas Good. uh and, and their significance. And maybe one last thing sure. um on, on, on four four pillars again. If I would go to Newman, um the fourth would be his understanding of the development of doctrine oh, and important. the deposit of faith. Yeah. So so Newman Newman was part of what brought him into uh the Roman Catholicism um uh, against his better judgment, mm-hmm. was uh understanding and looking at the the, the what's called the Vincenzan canon, mm-hmm. um, St. Mm-hmm. Vincent of Lorenz. Uh, what is uh, apostolic tradition that which was believed always everywhere by everyone and when he saw uh, the beauty of apostolic tradition of apostolic succession yes and the deposit of faith as being safeguarded uh, um, by the apostles and handed down to their successors um, received from christ first through yes. the words and deeds of christ um, he saw this and how it was uniform you the last piece of the puzzle is how uniformly it was spread throughout the world. And for him, it was uh, Mary as the second or s- second or new Eve and how he saw that. This was before Google, before podcast, <laughs> before worldwide proclamation that her in the, already in the second century was being mentioned as the second or new Eve in the East and Gaul by Irenaeus uh, and by Tertullian in Africa and Rome, all over the known world and Palestine. S- uh, good writers that we now know to be saints and doctors of the church uh, uh, or just great men like Tertullian or Origin in the early church, they were already talking about these things simultaneously, and so this is part of how we understand the deposit of faith that God hands on to the apostles um, from Christ to the apostles, and they safeguard the the the, okay. the 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 charge to the magisterium is to safeguard the deposit of faith, and so when 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 the uh, the doc you know in the second the first Vatican Council defined infallibility, uh, you know he he had mixed. Mixed under how do I say mixed mixed uh, criticism of it. Yes, and it also developed his writings. You got to distinguish between early Newman, mid Newman, and late Newman. So, and, so, and and you see uh, opposition in early writings, caution um, in the middle, and then more clarity in his later developed thought. And we're
0: going to talk about that because it applies to our own time. But before we do that, I want to get the gospel of the day in Luke chapter seventeen, verse eleven to nineteen. I'll read the Gospel and my in-house history or scripture scholar, Dan Snyder, will give the commentary. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. As Jesus continued his journey to Jerusalem, he traveled through Samaria and Galilee. As he was entering a village, ten lepers met him. They stood at a distance from him, raised their voice and saying, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, he said, "'Go show yourselves to the priests.' As they were going, they were cleansed. And one of them realized he had been healed, returned and glorified God in a loud voice. And he fell at the feet of Jesus and thanked him. He was a Samaritan. Jesus said in reply, Ten were cleansed. Were they not? Where are the other nine?' Has none but this foreigner returned to give thanks to God? Then he said to him, stand up and go. Your faith has saved you. The gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, you, Lord, Lord. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Christ. Yeah, and how
0: does that apply to us today? Give us the background. on.
1: That. Oh, there's there's a whole lot there, especially because I prepared St. Albert the Great today because I'm a theologian. No, so St. Albert the Great, great gospel, the, the, the gospel from Matthew he's the
0: saint he, of the day, yeah. That's
1: right. Yeah. But they're so 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 yeah, so I so I always give deference to the doctrines yeah. of the church and, and 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 so so I prepared for, for, for Saint Albert the Great, great German saint, the the, the, the teacher of Saint uh, Thomas Aquinas. Yeah. But this gospel as well, um Saint Luke is 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 um um showing the 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 Luke's gospel is, is the gospel for for the masses. It's the gospel for the Gentiles. Um, it's a it's a very spiritualized gospel as well. He's writing on behalf of Saint Saint uh, um, Paul, so he's writing to the Gentiles. This is why you see a Matthew's gospel. You have the kingdom of heaven, and Luke's gospel you have the kingdom of God, because the, the Matthew writing to Jews and we don't want that they would not want to use the name of God to a you know. So it's the kingdom of heaven versus the kingdom of God. Matthew's gospel begins with. Uh, the the genealogy of Christ going back to uh, uh to, to David and his Davidic um lineage, Matthew, Luke goes all the way back to Adam, that that showing Jesus as the son of Adam and the God of all creation, even before the establishment of the Davidic kingdom in Israel. And so here, um, if you look at what the how the monks uh and tradition, the, the some of the, the fathers of the church, they always saw leprosy. As uh, a sim- emblematic of mortal sin, and so this physical disease, which made one unclean, that made one particularly, in, uh if you're a, if you're a, a Jew listening at the time of Christ, and you hear about leprosy, you talk about the ultimate uncleanliness. And so Jesus heals these these uh, ten lepers um, um, in in um, in Luke Luke 17. He heals the lepers. But then um, the interesting thing, so he continued through Jerusalem. And when you're reading scripture and doing Alexio Divina, Mm -hmm. always look at character, place, and time. Look at all these things are packed with meaning. And so Jesus isn't just, he isn't just walking down the street. Luke tells you there's no throwaway verses in the Bible. Um, He continued going to Jerusalem, but he passes through Samaria and Galilee. So Galilee will be the tribes to the north. Um, that were faithful to Jerusalem after the fall of Israel. And and then after the fall of Israel, Samaria became the the capital of the northern tribes, which got intermingled with the foreign nations. And so they were sort of half-bloods, if you will. They were half-Jews, half-pagan. And so they have their own tradition. Um, And there's a lot of animosity to the faithful ones that would go down to the south. So Jesus is a Galilean. He has to either go around Samaria to Jerusalem or go through Samaria, which is a very dangerous place to be. And there, so he's showing in Samaria the uncleanliness of doctrine, the uncleanliness of lifestyle, the pagan practices that have infiltrated the the, the northern tribes in this co-mingling of races. And Jesus encounters ten lepers. Right, they stood at a distance, which would have been a very proper thing to do, mm-hmm. um, because that would be, Jesus would himself be rendered by by Levitical law unclean. Um, and and they, they cried, Jesus, Master, have pity on us. And when he saw them, go show yourselves to the priest. And as they were going, they were cleansed. And hold so, hold your then, thought,
0: Dan. I want to hear about that. Lord Jesus cleanses. Stay with us, folks. We're going to talk a little bit more about the, the lepers and the cleansing. Hey, with us. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Dan Snyder filling in for Jess, and he was just giving some exegesis on the gospel of today. So Dan, please continue.
1: So you, again, you look at character, place, and time. He's in Samaria. Mm-hmm. He's going to Jerusalem. And he's gathering up in his trail converts to 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 Christianity among the Gentiles. And so, and so the the key elements: feet. Uh, he going to the, the the he went to the feet of Jesus. That's that's the the, the place of discipleship. Mm-hmm. He gave thanks. Uh, um, the word he uses Eucharist. The, the word we get for Eucharist: eucharistos, yeah. He gave thanks. Um, he was cleansed, literally, he was purified. Um, and and Jesus says, has only this foreigner weren't ten cleansed? Where are the other nine? Has none but this foreigner, this other yep. other race guy, right? Uh returned to give thanks to God. So we see Eucharistic elements, the purification, the washing. If you combine that with the lexio, the Lexio of the early church and the fathers. That mortal sin, yes. mortal sin is is, is akin to uh, symbolically of leprosy where you're completely unclean, separated. You cannot go around others. You can't go around. You can't participate in temple worship now healed and cleansed by the command of Christ. And what is the response to this healing, to this purification, to this forgiveness, if you will, that is giving thanks uh, 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 to God. And uh um and and going going with it says and then stand up and go, your faith has saved you. So your faith has saved you. So it was a faith response to and, and a response of thanksgiving. And I can always tell when working with cases of diabol where well, the demon is present with these cases, there's a genuine lack of thanksgiving. Yeah. The mark of a holy and healthy soul is a soul that is thankful even in times of trouble.
0: Well said, I want to bring the smartest guy into the room right now, Archbishop Fulton Sheen. <laughs> Full Sheen ahead, and it ties into John Henry Newman. I think Bishop Sheen had something in common with Henry Newman. They both said a similar statement about the laity saving the church. All right, here's what Bishop Sheen has to say about conscience. Dan, you were talking about a well-informed conscience. Bishop Sheen says, Nothing helps good mental health as much as a good conscience. Dan, how does that also apply in the spiritual uh, uh, aspect of someone who's been having problems with affliction on the spiritual warfare issue when their conscience isn't clean.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely critical. You got it, 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 to the, the the paradigm is thought, word, indeed. We have to work on clean thoughts, mm-hmm. purified thoughts. Uh, before we can come and, and control our speech and then from our speech, our deeds, um, we have to, we have to, it begins with clean thinking. Mm-hmm. And how do we get clean thinking? It's through prayer.
2: Right. I had a,
1: a conference not long ago with one of the consultants, med- mental health professionals um, uh, right. that work on our consulting board, Father Ripperger mm-hmm. in the society. And this, he said something very critical. He said the front brain and the back brain are two different ways of cogitation back brain are big concepts You know, the devil is always in the back brain telling you this is always going to be this way. The church is falling apart. You need to leave uh, this Christianity garbage. Look how corrupt the church is. Look how bad society is. The front brain is detailed, logical thinking. Mm. And he said something critical. This is a a, a, a psychiatrist. Um, He's got his Ph.D. in psychiatry and a practitioner. And he said that that 60 seconds of front brain cogitation on anything, he said. 60 seconds of focusing your thoughts, not out of the big concepts in the back, but focusing in the front brain, he says it's equivalent to one dose of of antidepressant or an anti-anxiety medicine. Wow! And so if that's that powerful physiologic on the brain, imagine when you're focusing the brain for 15 minutes a day, through meditating on the words of scripture, wow. on, on, on the and the, ro- the the deeds and words and deeds of Christ, our mother, blessed mother, and the rosary. This is why we have to pray more and stop worrying because worry is in the back of the brain. And the demon wants to hold us back there. It's in the emotions, if you will. So we have to get to the front brain and wash our thoughts through the words and deeds of Christ through through meditative prayer. This is key, critical for all Catholics in today's world.
0: Well said, Dan, and that's why I bring this up about a conscience, a good conscience. It appears to me right now that because the fundamentals of the Catholic faith have not been passed on for the last 50 years, many people, many, are really ignorant when it comes to the fundamentals of the faith. And I think this is why here at Virgin Most Powerful Radio, and the Bishop Strickland Hour is a good example of it, we constantly go back to the fundamentals of the faith. And Dan, uh, doesn't that apply also again in your expertise, scripture and spiritual warfare? That if you're not doing the fundamentals on the faith, you, your guard is down. Am I onto something?
1: Everything comes back to fundamentals. We know that. You know, we're we we we, we really love sports in, in our culture. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it comes back to fundamentals. You know, when I would train fighters, um, they, they always want to come in. They want to learn all the one, two, three, the not uppercut, the knockout. They want to learn all these things. Mm-hmm. And the first thing I'll do is make them sit there for 15 minutes and just put their shoulder against the wall Mm -hmm. and learn, learn how to keep that wall keeps them from turning their arms and bowing out. Getting the fundamentals down, fundamentals of footwork, fundamentals of punching, fundamentals of all the basics. Those things become rudimentary and second nature before you go to the next level. And so learning the fundamentals of the Catholic faith, going from a low information Catholic to a high information Catholic, learning what the church teaches. There's a there's a in Catechism 89 said there is a there is a direct connection between the doctrine and dogma of the church and the spiritual life of the church, that they come penetrate. So the more we understand the truth, the more the truth liberates. So we have to embrace orthodoxy, yes, but also orthopraxy, clean thought, clean doctrine, but also clean, clean religious practices. And it begins by knowing and reading and studying the Roman Catholic faith and then living it.
0: Yes. And Dan, doesn't it make sense to think about it? The sacrament of confession for the last 50, 60 years really hasn't been used very much. In other words, people have very few people are going to confession. And do you think that there's a connection? Because I've heard exorcists say this, and correct me if I'm wrong, that the sacrament of penance, confession, that's not being used, has been a devastating blow on the spiritual life of people to a point where the devil has been able to get in more because people are not frequenting the sacraments. Is that a fair statement?
1: Very fair. Father Gabriel Amorth, I just did the the developmental editing on his book for 10 books Mm -hmm. on the biography of his life. Um, he says that one good confession is better than worth a hundred exorcisms. That confession is more powerful than exorcism. Why? Because because the, because think about the twofold effect of sin. Mm-hmm. According to the catechism, sin darkens the mind yes. and weakens the will. And so to the extent that we have sin interior to us, mm-hmm. we are darkened in our understanding, and we're also weak in our will and executing. This is part of the fallen condition. So going to the the, the sacrament of confession frequently, uh, um, weekly, if possible, because yeah. if you try to go monthly, you'll go every three months. If you try to go yearly, you'll skip it. If you try to go twice a year, you'll go once a year. If you try to go weekly, you'll get there once or twice a month, at least. When I'm weekly, then I am strong. I've heard Dr. Scott Hahn yeah, say, said- so being strong by, by by going weekly to confession, yeah. we start to wash away the darkness in our minds and the weakness of our will, which, which is the two secondary byproducts of sinfulness. And we only do that in what St. Thomas Aquinas calls the medicine box, where the divine physician dispenses out the medicine of immortality.
0: And, you know, I have to admit, there's a person I interview, his name's Bishop Joseph Strickland, every week, and he consistently tells people... Hey, I go to confession often. You need to go to confession often. You need to pray your rosary every day. Are you not on the team? I know other people say that. Bishop Strickland says constantly Eucharistic adoration. And Dan, this is something that I'd like to ask also about that Eucharistic adoration. It seems to me that if a person really understood the Mass, okay, really understood what takes place at the Mass and the John six and the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist, it. You know, the the bishops are asking for a Eucharistic revival. It appears to me that we've missed uh, an opportunity for many decades because people come to Mass and have no clue what takes place upon that altar. And I'm of the opinion we need to go back to the fundamentals and actually change some practices because people will say that if we kneel down when we receive Holy Communion, that shows that what else do we kneel down for? Nothing. We receive Holy Communion on the tongue. This is the kind of thing I'm convinced we need to bring back to help people have Eucharistic piety and therefore protect them from any uh, you know, spiritual warfare because they're going to fall in love with Jesus in the Eucharist, which I think is one of the greatest protections there is. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah St Augustine has the phrase he used anima forma corporis the soul forms the body right and so it, we're incarnational beings yeah. we are we are a body soul compo- composite we're not pure intellects like angels um so so Bodily re- praying, the prayer processors, all these things have have symbolic, uh, spiritual symbolism and and import. And so, if you just remember the the, the previous Pope Pope Benedict, um, we just celebrated the, the the feast of Saint John Lateran, which yeah. is the the principal church in the diocese of Rome. Mm-hmm. When you received from Holy, from from the Pope at that church, Pope Benedict, you received kneeling and on the tongue. Yes. that was what he had mandated. Right. So so there's a certain reverence that That's the right. body does because the body, the soul is form it finds its form in the body or the body forms the soul there's an inner compenetration. yes so anima forma form corpora so so in our body we express realities of the interiority so so the way we worship god is very important can't, can't just little things that i i would catch people i'll tell them look when you go in and genuflect catch how many times you 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 your your knee doesn't hit the ground exactly. it might seem little but if the demon can get that little victory to keep that knee from hitting the ground yeah. you know we know in football if that doesn't if you if if you do this before you the punt and you receive the punt and keep running they blow the whistle hey you called for a fair catch yeah you know you got to stop so your body the symbols that the, the, the there's meaning imbued to our to our bodies and god created us to worship him in our bodies, as St. As, 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 uh, Paul says, glorify God in your bodies, not just with your speech, not just with your thoughts, but in your bodies.
0: Well said, I also want to mention we have a T-shirt that says I support Bishop Strickland on our website at vmpr.org. Uh, when we come back, we're going to have folks come calling in all over the country regarding Bishop Strickland, how he has helped them fall deeper in love with Jesus and his church. Also on Sunday. The nineteenth, we're gonna have Holy Sacrifice of the Mass offered at our chapel here at the Sacred Heart Chapel, for the Pope and for Bishop Strickland. Number one, the Holy Father to confirm us in our faith because we need to pray for him. He made he made the statement for his intention for November is to pray for me that I can overcome my weaknesses as the shepherd of the church. Well, I'm going to because I think one of the weaknesses of Pope Francis and is that He doesn't repeat what the gospel says, repent and believe in the gospel. When he sees someone living contrary to the gospel, he says all are welcomed. And I think, Holy Father, with all due respect, that's not confirming people in their faith. That's letting them wallow in their sin. So I'm going to pray for that, confirming us in our faith. And then pray for for Bishop Joseph Strickland, that God will use him in a powerful way to continue to bring souls to Christ through his ministry where he's encouraging people on... Virgin Most Powerful Radio and his uh, other media outlets where he's trying to communicate the gospel values. So if you could come and you're in L.A. area, come to Sacred Heart Chapel on the 19th for a 5 o'clock Mass. And then we're going to show Bishop Strickland's show, a talk he gave, a 45-minute presentation on his letters to the Catholic Church reaffirming fundamental teachings on the faith. You won't want to miss that, folks. That's on the 19th of... This month in November, 5 o'clock, Matt. Stay with us. We'll be right back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. With Dan Snyder filling in for Jess. Stay with us. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. Dan Snyder filling in for Jess. We're both too blessed to be stressed and too anointed to be disappointed and I understand our phone lines are all lined up for people who want to talk about Bishop Joseph Strickland and how they've helped, how Bishop Strickland has helped them fall in love with Jesus and his church. So I want to welcome the first caller. What is your name? Hello? My name's John. Hi, John. What can I do for you?
3: Uh, yeah, I heard about, heard about this from a, from a buddy of mine, and thanks so much for your, your ministry and for bringing this really important topic to the forefront.
2: Our pleasure. Uh, I
3: guess like so many people around, around the world— it's been hard to think about much else since this tragic news broke on you know, on the early hours of mm-hmm. Saturday morning. And when I think about you know, when I think about Bishop, I guess what you know, what comes to mind is just something that he always said, you know, that we have to be first century Christians <laughs> yeah, exactly. in a twenty first century world. Yep. And you know, there's so many questions about, you know, what do we you know, what do we do next and this and that and the other and The only thing that I can think of is pick up, you know, where he... Exactly. Right where he left off. And, you know, where did he leave off? And to your question, sir, what did we learn from him? Yeah, what did Uh, you learn from him? Absolutely fearless. I love it. He was absolutely fearless and just had no regard for, you know, come what may, you know, but I'm going to promulgate the teachings of Christ and his church and let the chips fall where they will with just no regard you know for him for for himself for what would happen you nailed it Uh, obviously his whole life is here in tyler so yep you nailed it very very inspiring
0: thank you john you nailed it because that's what i hear every day on the radio and i'll be with him in about oh i'm going to be with him in about an hour and a half so i appreciate that comment john thank you so much for your input and may god bless you and your family brother thanks you too thank you you bet all right let's take another call dan Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. I guess it's a nine two four eight phone number. The last digits. Welcome. What is your name? Go
2: this ahead. Is Mark.
0: Mark, Are... go ahead. Mark, nice to hear from you.
2: Hey, awesome. Um, well,
4: I tell you what. Uh, I moved here from uh, Southern California about two and a half years ago. Uh, <laughs> in you know, large regards for Bishop Strickland, yeah. and uh, I mean, I picked up our family. We moved here on, on a faith. Bought our house online. Never, never set foot in Tyler, so it was a place that we knew was a sanctuary for us, and yeah. we are so happy we were, we came. Yes, and I'm just going to share one quick story. Here, sure, When I first do. got here, it was sure. probably the week, the first week I'd been here. I came to daily mass. Yes. One morning, I just showed up at the at the cathedral, and I'm on my knees praying before mass starts, and all of a sudden I hear a voice that's very familiar. <laughs> I look up at the altar, and it's Bishop Strickland. I'm like, no, that can't be. I had to rub my eyes. I'm like. Bishop Strickland's giving daily mass. This is amazing. <laughs> and um, Terry, I'll tell you what. Tell me, Mark. That has never stopped the two and a half years I've been here. Bishop Strickland is everywhere. He's an inspiration to okay. these to these people in this diocese and, yeah. and across the country. He's just like you see him everywhere. You get used to seeing him, and he's such a you know such a shepherd. Right. And That's what we you know, that we need. We need that shepherd.
0: Amen, and, Mark. Uh, You're a good man, Mark. Keep up the good work and. And to tell people about his show, because we're going to be having more shows with him on Virgin Most Powerful, because his duties will allow him to do more than a, a weekly show in the future. So thanks so much, Mark.
4: We'll do that. And you are, you know, a big inspiration for us too. So thank oh, you
0: very much. Any good we do, Mark comes from God. We thank him for it, brother. God love you. We got so many calls coming in. The next one is number five fifty six. If your phone number ends at fifty six, what is your first name? And welcome. Go ahead.
5: Yes. Oh, I think that might be me.
0: Okay, yeah, your phone number ends on a 5-6. <laughs> what is your first name?
5: My name is Cheryl.
0: Hi, Cheryl. What can uh, I do for you?
5: And I thought about this, uh, actually, since Saturday. What What is the most important thing that Bishop yeah. Strickland has imparted? Yeah. And for me, it's been his Eucharistic adoration. Oh, Yeah. Absolutely. I've always loved the Eucharist, but I have to say, I think I had gotten a little taking it for granted. Yeah. And Bishop Strickland, um, not with his words, but just how he celebrates the Mass and utters the consecration. Absolutely. And how he kneels on marble. Yes, he (laughs) does. An hour without relief. He's so diligent. Yeah. And reverent in his adoration, and that has been huge for me.
0: Wonderful, Cheryl. Can I share one quick story with you? I was with him Absolutely. two years ago up at the Napa conference, and I like mm-hmm. to make my holy hour because of Bishop Sheen. So I went in at five o'clock in the morning to the chapel for the Napa Institute, and who did I find in there before me? Bishop Strickland on his <laughs> knees. <laughs> I just Not had to tell you that.
5: At all.
0: All right. You got it. All right. Thank you so much, Cheryl. Appreciate you, you calling. Terry. God love you. All right. The next phone number zero three ninety. 0390. Welcome to the Terry and Jesse
5: show. What is your name? Thank you so much. My name is Penny Vandenbroek, and I live in Tyler with my husband. <laughs> we moved here two years and four months ago from Ontario, Canada. Wow. Um, because we wanted to be in the diocese with the Holy Bishop. Yes. And there and the, there was uh, slim Pickens out there. that's cute anyway um any any personal
0: experiences with him penny
5: yes yes um the first time i met him we'd been here three weeks and we met him and um we were so excited we're like oh bishop strickland we moved here because of you and he immediately without missing a beat held up his large pectoral cross and he said no you moved here for him amen Amen. And that he is so humble. He always points people to Jesus. And he has taught us to pray like we've never prayed before. We have grown <laughs> so much in our faith here and That's awesome. We are just um we love him and I know the Lord has expanded his platform through this big kerfuffle with Rome. Yes. And that God's going to use it for something wonderful.
0: Amen. Thanks so much for calling in, okay? And God bless you and the family. Okay. Hey Dan, are we are we is this just one after another? What what do you think's going on here, Dan?
1: I, I'm seeing a pattern here. Yeah, you uh, think? Yeah, yeah. May, maybe in my analytical yeah, yeah. mind, I think <laughs> there might be a pattern here. And my business mind says the economy of Tyler, Texas, is uh, benefited from this great. Bishop, oh yeah, you know? oh yeah. I saw a lot a- of good people. Yeah. but yeah. yeah, a lot of good people moved there uh, to be to be under that protection and pastoral authority, which is beautiful. It shows you something about the census. Yes.
0: I have a picture of a map of the United States of all the people moving to Tyler, Texas. And I will say this, because of Virgin Most Powerful Radio, Southern California is the number one area where people move to Tyler to be with Bishop Strickland. So I, I, I have a photograph of that picture, of that image. All right. And we've got another caller, 6558. Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show with Dan Schneider. You're calling about Bishop Strickland. Welcome, my friend. Give me your name. six five five It's Cardinals. Carlos, I know. Carlos, you're (laughs) one of those guys from Southern California who moved to Tyler. Tell us about your situation. I know your family and, yeah, wife and kids. You're wonderful. Keep it up.
2: Yes, I'll tell you. So it's not only my wife and my family, but four other families that moved here from Southern California Mm -hmm. uh, to Tyler, Texas. Uh, fortunately, we we uh, were able to email the bishop prior to moving, and he responded and he gave us the blessing. <laughs> as soon as we got here, yeah, uh, this was almost two years ago. As soon as we got here, uh, he invited us to go to the chapel and have our first mass with him, huh? Um, and, and and celebrate mass with him. Wow. Um, so I could tell you this: it's just been a a, a great blessing for all of our, our families that moved from Southern California to have a, a true shepherd, a, a true father that uh, defends the flock, that defends, you know, his, his, his flock. Yes. Um, and, and now it seems like it's, uh, you know, like uh, Jesse has uh, stated before, it's the um, uh, America's Bishop. You know? Yes. Um, and, and yeah, it's just been an incredible blessing for all of us. Good uh moving from southern california to to tyler um also terry i want to sure. to if if it's okay with sure. you w- um there's going to be um a rosary procession here yes. uh this saturday that's right uh it's going to be in defense of of holy mother church and in support of bishop strickland Good. it's going to be out here at the cathedral uh, there's going to be a procession Good. and uh, it's run by the knights Republic, Mm -hmm. Um, and you know there a lot of people. I could tell you, there's a lot of people that are supporting the bishop, and we got to keep fighting the good fight, no matter what.
0: Carlos, you're a good man. Keep it up, buddy. Persevere in the faith. Thank you for calling in. We've got time for another call. Nine six four seven. What is your first name? Brandon. I couldn't hear it. What what was the name?
6: It's Brandon.
0: Hi, Brandon. Go ahead, Brandon. I'm all ears. (laughs) How you doing, brother? I'm blessed by the best, brother. Hey. Go ahead.
6: Amen, amen. Hey, I just wanted to call and uh, just tell you guys how much of a blessing Bishop Strickland has been, um, not only for my family, but for so many, just like you just heard, Carlos. Mm-hmm. Uh, moved here two years ago this month from Arizona. Yeah. Had a great bishop over there as well. Yeah. Sure. Um, bishop Olmstead. Yeah, sure, I know him personally. Who recently retired. Yep. Um, we we knew before we made the decision to move here that we needed somewhere we could ride any storm out um, with a shepherd that would lead us, that would not shut down this church, and that would always remain in truth. And that's where Bishop Strickland got on our radar, and we are so blessed to be here. He's so humble. As much as he's outspoken, yes. he's just as humble. He's just a down-to-earth yep. man that you can relate to. Yep. The first mass we came out, out here mm-hmm. was at the cathedral, and he was actually saying, he was presiding over the mass, got to shake his hand, very friendly. You can just tell, I've, I've met quite a few bishops, as most of us probably have, yeah. and you can just tell the ones that are 100% engaged, looks you in the eye, remembers your name, and yeah. he was definitely one of them. I just wanted to say that Thank you. to your audience and, and let you know that this man in no way, shape, or form... Um, Deserve to be removed. Uh, we are devastated. However, we're going to carry on. Amen. The faith community out here is blossoming. It's beautiful. Uh, so if ever you have con- you, you discern moving out to, to East Texas.
0: That's right, uh, go. If I was yeah, going to get out of yeah. here, you bet. Brandon.
6: Yeah, yeah, man. This is the place to do it, my brother.
0: Yeah, so, Brandon, I was there a couple months ago for the Defending the F- conference, defending the Faith Conference, and uh, I saw the flock there, and I can see that they love their shepherd, and I appreciate you being willing to speak up for him uh, and to pray for him. So thank you so much, Brandon.
6: Thank you. Thank God you. love Keeping you. Us in your prayers.
0: You bet. When we come back, if people still want to call in, the number is triple eight five two six two one five. When I get texts, it says, genuinely a holy shepherd. I've got more people texting me, calling me. Why? Because they love a true shepherd. He's America's bishop, Bishop Joseph Strickland. Stay with us, family. We'll be back with more on the Terry and Jesse Show. Dan Snyder sitting in for Jess, serving the Lord Jesus Christ. Stay with us. Welcome back
5: to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse.
0: Welcome back indeed. Jesse's out. Dan Snyder's filling in. You know, I was inspired by the callers today, and one of my one of the texts that just came in on, it says, hey, the best of Bishop Strickland is yet to come with VMPR has his back. And I said, yes, we do, because he's going to be doing more radio shows. I believe we're going to have it where the bishop is in. Call him. Ask a question on the faith. Now he's going to be shepherding so many more souls. And Dan, I wanted to bring this topic up to our listeners, and that is, all of us have been fired before. I think most. I would say all, but most people have have had a bad experience where you're working for some. It might even be for the church, uh, whatever you've done, and you you get unjustly let go. You get fired, and uh, sometimes people get disappointed to a point where they they lick their wounds. If you notice the thing about Bishop Strickland, he goes out and evangelizes. He doesn't even take a breath. I mean, he's going to keep praying. He's going to keep preaching the gospel because he knows he only has so many breaths of air. But Dan, you had a similar situation happen to you, Dr. Dan Snyder. You got fired, right?
1: Yes. Yeah, it happens. As I referred to it, the king stinking son fired me. But right? good
0: came out of it, correct? <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you remember the, the the line from the Princess Bride, you know, and he went to see Miracle Max and Miracle Max said, the king's stinking son fired me. I think we can say that about Bishop Strickland. The king's stinking son fired Bishop Strickland. Um, but the thing is, yeah, this happened to me. I was I was uh, I, I'm I'm a successful guy and, and I don't get fired. You know, yeah. I've never been fired in my life. And so afterwards, two pieces of advice. My wife said you were going to quit everything anyway. And I said, I know, but I I, I want to do it on my terms. Yeah, and then the abbot of uh, the monastery that I'm an oblate at yeah. said, "I did you a favor," That's and right. sure enough, he did that. God, God sometimes closes those doors, yes. and for and, good reason. In our pride, yes. it, it hurts, you yes. know. Um, but He opens up other doors. For me, He opened up the door to 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 transition into doing more academic work. Uh, uh obviously i'm doing a lot more broadly uh bmpr right. uh, other things i couldn't have done that uh before so so i recall also the words of saint ignatius ironically was asked if they suppressed your order your life's work uh how long would you grieve and he said 15 minutes <laughs> So, so I, I was, I was, I grieved a long, long fifteen minutes. I'm no, uh, you know, uh, I'm no uh, Ignatius of uh, of Loyola. I don't care what anybody says, right? So, so yeah, I got. I, I, it took me a while to kind of recover from that, but it's just pride. It's just it's just our pride. And God sometimes, you know, his mer- his justice is, is his mercy is sometimes severe. Yeah. And sometimes in his mercy, he says, I want you to go in a different direction. He he knocks Paul off off a horse, strikes him blind. He knocks, he knocked me down. Um, and sometimes it comes and it and it hurts when it's within the church. But this is why when your prayers for those individuals, um, when 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 you pray for them, your prayers are more meritorious. Your yeah. prayers are very effective by praying for those. Who sh- those shepherds when those shepherds do us wrong and sometimes the shepherds don't want to hear from from the the sheep uh canon two twelve paragraph three sometimes they don't like to hear that mm-hmm. not every not every bishop has has the humility yeah and and uh as as bishop Strickland in fact I've once heard it said that hum- a priest told me humility and the office of the episcopy usually are mutually exclusive. Exclusive. Yes, I I and so, it. I'm not knocking our bishops, but it's it must be very difficult for them. Uh, and so, to, to see one like Bishop Strickland with that level of humility, that's not worried about political career, power, getting a red cap, and all nope. these other things that are there as ultimately as shepherds. You keep hearing him say again and again, "I am a shepherd, and a shepherd will not abandon his flock." Yep. So, so yeah. So, I had that. I've had that experience, and uh, I know you you and yep. Jesse had that of course, experience. As of
0: And you know, Dan, here's the bottom line. Bishop Strickland is willing to lay his life down for his sheep, for his flock. He told me that. And think about it. He could have just kept his mouth shut and just gone along with the business as usual. But he told me right on the air. I couldn't do that. My conscience wouldn't allow me to not speak up because I have to speak up. It's part of what I've been formed with, I just can't do that. And one of the things that talk about humility, I've never had a bishop say this. Terry, if I said something, we're we're quoting the catechism, we're doing Bible, you know, we're doing teachings. If you catch something that's not within the church teachings, don't wait till the commercial break to tell me I was wrong and get it corrected. Tell me on the air. Correct me. Yeah. See, that's a yeah. humble man, Dan.
1: It takes humility. It takes humility to because look, we we sometimes we misstate things. Sometimes we think one thing and it comes out a different way, and and of uh, you know. Some- and sometimes, the con- you know, people in the social media can be very brutal about that stuff. Yeah. Like, they expect every word to be
0: perfectly Oh, I perfectly yeah. As a matter of fact, Dan, I'll bring something up from yesterday. Somebody texted me. They misunderstood what you were saying. I'm going to correct it right on the air and make sure they understand why you said it. We were talking about not leaving the Catholic Church. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you get into that? Because I, I will correct it right on the air.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so, so again, it came out. I I think, I think, uh, um, I didn't state. I wasn't clear in what I was saying. What I was trying to say was, look. I've been in combat, physical combat, I've been in spiritual combat. I've seen and heard things that I wish I hadn't seen and heard. Yeah. Uh and and one of the things that we have to understand is the devil devil knows what the words of Christ himself strike the shepherd and the sheep will scatter. Mm-hmm. And so the last thing we need to do is start looking for a way off the bark of Peter. Right. Now, um I had said that people are going to they're they're saying I want to become this, I want to become that. And so so what I meant was I uh, certainly the, the I think I said something about um the for the um
0: well you said I think Pius the Tenth. You named it yeah, different Yeah, I, I mentioned
1: Pius the Tenth and I don't want to get into Trad Wars. No, I and then either. and then I mentioned uh the the, the Ordinariate. Yeah. and this is the Ordinariate was one of the one of the many geniuses of, of Pope Benedict XVI. So so what I'm saying is uh, um, we need to not just knee jerk and just leave oh. the local parish, to just leave right. the church of Rome. Right. Um, and, and even though the, the ordinari is, is part of us they're in union with us, that's right. and that's yeah. fine. If, if, if that's where God is calling you and that's the best place for you to, for your own spirituality and your family, then go there, mm-hmm. but don't do it as a negative reaction to just say, well, forget all this stuff. I'm going to do a minimalist amount. Don't let the enemy cause you to just knee jerk and, and leave the battle, you know, and to, and to, and to leave engaging, uh, um, the church, the Bishop, the, your pastor, yeah. uh, each other. And ultimately, uh, God is going to call us accountable just as you were accountable. Bishop is accountable for his, his souls. Right. We're accountable for our family. So yeah, I wasn't trying to, in any way, lump that together. I just know people At- uh, in my com- conversations, <laughs> well, I'm going ordinaria. Well, I'm going Byzantine. Yeah. You know, or I'm, I'm just out of here. I'm, yeah. I'm done. What I I, what all I was trying to say is, hey, we just need to hold tight and not panic because in, in combat, and I've seen this in combat. I've yeah. seen it in physical combat. And I've seen it in spiritual combat. Sure. Once the line breaks, yes, the enemy's line breaks. Oh, it's problem. it's slaughter. Yeah, and I saw this when the Iraqi line. I was I was in the division cavalry when the Iraqi lines broke, and it's a brutal sight to see. And I'm just trying to encourage Catholics to Good hold damn. the line. Hold line. So I'm not making any kind no, of judgment. No, I get it. Uh, yeah. And yeah.
0: 2024 Spiritual Warfare Conference, March 15th and 16th. We've got Bishop Joseph Strickland again this year, Father Chad Ripperger, Dr. Dan Schneider, Kyle Clements, and Jess Romero. Why should people go to that conference?
1: Well, I think I think we're in a time where we need to start educating ourselves and learning learning uh, uh, what we're up against. I mean, and you've got some of the best experts in the in the in the world, Father Ripperger, oh yeah. uh, uh, Kyle Clement, yep. of course, Bishop Strickland. You've got some really really people that know and are on the the cutting edge mm-hmm. of what's going on in the spiritual battle. So, learning and taking away uh, um, tactics for day to day living, how to live your Catholic faith, how to learn the rules of engagement. Learning those rules of engagement are very, very important for us uh, and, and and how to live and practice your Catholic faith, not to give in to despair, not to give in to temptation, but to continue to fight the good fight of faith. St. Paul says in 2 Timothy 2-3 to that bear your share of the hardship of the gospel as a good soldier for Jesus Christ. Wow. The next verse, for a soldier does not get entangled and enmeshed into the affairs of this world, but does the work of the one who has recruited him. Jesus Christ has recruited all of us. He's recruited us into the army of God. we got to put on the armament of God. And we've got to learn how to use these armaments to, to the benefit of our souls and our families and those around us.
0: And I will en- encourage people to go to vmpr.org to sign up because every year for the last eight years, we've sold out of this conference. And what does that tell you? You need to move on it. Go to vmpr.org or call 877 526 Five one. Make sure you're going to be there for that conference with Bishop Strickland, Father Chad Ripperger, uh, Doctor Dan Snyder, Clement, uh, Kyle Clement, and Jess Romero. I'll be there also. I just I'm excited about this conference because I'm convinced that this fight is getting stronger and stronger right now. What do I mean by a fight? It's a fight over our salvation of our souls. Your family. We need to step it up right now in our prayer life, in our rosaries, our Eucharistic adoration. Dan, uh, I ask Jesse this question. Every single day, what state should we be living in?
1: As much as I like being in the state of Texas, yeah, I really enjoyed my sure. time at, at Monterey Parish in Texas last week. Mm-hmm. But I got to say, the most, important, the most important state to live in is the state of grace.
0: Amen, brother. That is the key. And how do we do that? By frequenting the sacraments and our prayer life. I want to just put this as a top priority for all of us. Ask Jesus Christ for more faith every single day, okay? If you do that, your faith will grow. Last thing I'm going to encourage, because St. John Paul II said it this way, the way the family goes is the way the culture goes. That was his letter. And yeah. so here's how mom and dad can build that culture of life, by yeah. working on your marriage. And the greatest thing— Work is, on
1: your marriage, work on the home. That's the first attack. That's the, it's, exactly. This is the battle. That's where
0: I was going. Yeah. Bishop Sheen said it in his book, Three to Get Married. He said, your love will not last because you are a tough guy. Your love will last because you have the power to renew your love for your wife, and vice versa, wife for husband. Renew those marriage vows. You can thank me later, gentlemen, because this is what we need to be doing on a regular basis to keep our love uh, our love fire hot. In other words, renewing that promise you made at the altar to your wife and to your husband is a critical aspect of staying in love with your wife, Dan. Final thoughts: What we just said about the family. I know you have something else you want to say about the family. The attack on the yeah, family.
1: Father Harden said. Uh, we talked about this yesterday. Yep. Harden said that the family is going to be the decisive battle in the future.
0: That's
1: right. So, so let me give one more tip, and I need to. I, I need to mention. Sure. I need to mention my sure. sponsor. Yeah, I have a sponsor now, and and it's the Blessed Virgin Mary. And <laughs> I need to. I need to encourage you not to buy this juice product. But to consecrate yourself to the holy virgin amen. mary she is her our mother and these troubled times she put on the armament of god she wraps you in her mantle to protect you so i can't i can't encourage you enough consecrate yourself your family to the blessed mother consecrate your home to the sacred heart of jesus these prayer begets what it signifies we need to do these things in our homes to turn our homes into catholic homes and put on the armament of god
0: amen brother dan schneider will be with me one more day tomorrow he's working overtime for the lord He's probably getting time off of purgatory, brother, by doing this with us. So I thank you, Dan Snyder, for uh, all I, you and you, I need
1: it. I and mean, I need it. Well,
0: I need well, it too. Yeah. I'm here every day. Hey, I want to mention that I had uh, Father uh, Mur, Charles Mur, on this morning at 6 a.m. His show will be showing on Monday. You won't want to miss it. It's his comments regarding the Bishop Joseph Strickland situation. I thought Father Mur had some wonderful insights. So I would encourage you. To check us out at our website, VMPR.org. Tell your friends to join us because we've got quite a few shows. I'm getting texts by people saying they really enjoyed today's show, and I we say any good that we do comes from God. We thank him for it. May God richly bless you and your family. And thanks for showing, for sharing us, and for supporting us here at Virgin Most Prophet.